Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, and we are currently live in the breakout room. So, welcome and welcome, and we love being here for you with quality and value to inspire and to transform. Remember, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and iTunes. Today, as usual, we have a special guest to share with you for your development and growth and to live your better informed life. So, grab a cup, pull up a seat, and stay tuned for the introduction right here now, live in the breakout room. It's the place for health, happiness, and prosperity. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Andy Charles, your coach, and we are live in the breakout room, and our special guest is awaiting his introduction. So, here we go. Our next guest in the breakout room is Jerry Fu. Dr. Jerry E. Fu is a pharmacist and a leadership coach. He works with Asian American professionals on their careers and life journeys. He focuses on resolving clients' conflict at work, in culture, and within themselves. This is the guest of the hour. You can locate him at his website, adaptingleaders.com. Among his many passions, he loves to dance the salsa, as well as one-on-one -on -one coaching group workshops, and keynote presentations. Additionally, he will give you a simple framework for hard conversations. So, let's welcome this accomplished guest live in the breakout room, the man, Jerry Boop. And we are live in the breakout room, and he still has that engaging smile on his face. Welcome, our friend and our guest, Jerry Fu. How are you doing? I'm great, Andy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> great. Wonderful. Thank you for being here. Uh, we know that you're going to give a lot of valuable content today, and we thank you again for taking the time to join us on the show. We would like to begin by taking a peek into your past, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, you said you were born in the United States, but you grew up in a Taiwanese family mm -hmm. and you encountered many conflicts uh, with regards to culture within yourself and other challenges. Could you share with us that experience, what it was like for you growing up and dealing with those conflicts as a young man in the United States? Yeah, yeah, I think... Um... The biggest conflict was just struggling to feel like I belonged anywhere mm -hmm. because on one hand, I go back to Taiwan and all my relatives tell me that my Chinese isn't good enough. And okay. then, you know, <laughs> I, I'm in the U.S. and I have people telling me, go back to Japan where you belong, which mm. is weird because I'm not from Japan and, they, and right, I'm an American right. citizen, right? Because right, I was born right. in the uh -huh. U.S. And so... Then you have your parents that are trying to raise you and they, you don't appreciate what their love, how their love is demonstrated, right? Because in their eyes, they're you know, 
disciplining you and you know they're they're doing all these things and as a kid you're just like i want this acceptance but they yeah. feel like if they give you that acceptance you won't work hard so they withhold mm -hmm. you know their approval uh until you you know work hard enough to earn it and then now you're in a in a dangerous pattern of of seeking approval and doing you know you're willing to work hard you're even willing yes, to compromise yes. yourself yeah yeah uh, and you know uh and trying to gain that approval so uh, on one hand, you know, my, my parents are very generous in that, you know, my mom made sure we never felt like we had to worry about money, uh -huh. anything like that. But at the same time, yeah, it was just tough. Like when I felt like they were just kind of putting me through things, whether like music lessons or other stuff that I just <laughs> didn't want to do okay. uh, that I didn't appreciate until later in life. Right? Mm, so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Learning to forgive and, and trusting that, you know what, they did the best they could. That's and right. To be more grateful of it instead of saying, you know, I really hate the fact that my dad made me do SAT prep books every Saturday morning for a long time. Mm -hmm. And instead of, <laughs> instead of appreciating the fact that he said, you know, he wants me to appreciate hard work and to say, hey, you, right. you got to, you, you know, you won't have success without hard work. So, yes, yes. That. Great. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing, Jerry. So as you grew up, uh, how could you share with us? when you would have recognized that period of transition when you felt that you were able to truly handle things and establish yourself as an individual could you recall that moment mm. as a kid it was hard to come by uh -huh. um and i'll and i think the time i started to come into my own maybe was actually uh, one of the more uh at least painful high school memories for me okay. it was uh, about sophomore year of high school i think mm -hmm. you know um some of the friendships that i thought i would have lifelong ended up going south and mm. you know you realize you're not in control of your life or you know like high school problems are so small right yeah but at yeah, the time yeah. like, their <laughs> approval meant everything to me and so right. i realized you know i need to look for something else and um you realize you know what i I, I can't live off the approval of these people that I thought I needed that anymore. Either I just find a different set of friends or so. And that's yeah. uh, when you start to come into your own and you realize, you know what? Um, I want to be around people that appreciate me, right? Right. They may challenge right. me lovingly and that's fine, but not mm -hmm. to insult me and just think less of me just because I, you know, I had yeah. some bad mannerisms or so. So <laughs> I think that was a, that was a turning point for me. And just to recognize, Great. Hey, you know what? Um, yeah, it hurt, but uh, let me, let me look at the lesson instead of what I've lost. Yeah, great. Thanks for sharing, Jerry. Uh, tell us what it is that really give you the, the desire to become involved in uh, the pharmaceutical industry as well as be a coach Yeah, and sort of marry those two together to help people who are in similar challenges like you were. What, what was it that made you made that decision? Mm, yeah, um, I think my family just has like this healthcare lineage. Okay. Like my grandpa practiced as a physician in Taiwan for uh -huh. you know, 50 years. And then one of my uncles was also a doctor. And right. two of my cousins I grew up with when I was younger, both went to Harvard and became physicians as well. And mm -hmm. so there is right. like this idea that, oh, well, Jerry's, he's a bright kid and, you know, he should just go into medicine too. And uh, that didn't quite work out, you know, when I got oh. to see in organic chemistry, I was like, right, well, right. no, nope, I, I could have still tried to pursue um, <laughs> medicine, but mm -hmm. realized that my, my reasons for becoming a doctor were not compelling enough to fight through that kind of setback. Okay. And so I said, well, um, 
you know, what else can I do? And I said, well, I still want to be in healthcare, but pharmacy seems like a, a nice alternative. And so right. I said, yeah, let me become a pharmacist. And so uh, went on that route. My parents were fine with that because it was still, you know, a, a high quality of life and high mm -hmm. reputation and salaries mm -hmm. were going up when I had started pharmacy school. So they said, yeah, you know, this is this is acceptable, right? Okay. <laughs> so Great. that was the yeah. first step. Uh, uh -huh. The other part to answer your part about coaching was just yeah. when I went through some uh, rough patches with my career, you know, when mm -hmm. I got fired and I got dealt with bounced paychecks and, mm -hmm. you know, I had to move to a different city just to find more work. And I just wow. said, okay, this is, uh, this is not great. And so yeah. uh, when I was asked to help with a leadership seminar to teach it, and, you know, that's actually the, the, the turning point that helped save my career. And um, so I found more work and had more job options because I had leadership experience in my resume now. But at the same time, I realized that um, I was just I didn't like any of the job options, mm -hmm. um, even though I had more of them. And yeah, so yeah. I said, well, uh, five years ago when my previous job went under, I said, well, you know what? I, I love people development and I'm tired of finding insurance companies and mm -hmm. you know, chasing doctors yeah. for scripts. So mm -hmm. what if I tried to make a career in people development the way I wish I had been developed when I was younger? Right, so, right. Uh, that's kind of the pivot that happened there. Okay, great. So you got fired and then you had to sort of come bring yourself together, pick up the pieces and carry on. Mm -hmm. What are some of the life lessons that you would have learned uh, as a result of that experience? Hmm. Yeah, um, at the time, I didn't appreciate it, but it really was one of the best things that happened to me because right, right, um, right. So some, the lessons were that, number one, um, I think don't let a company's opinion of you define you. Right. Great. That's the first Love that. thing. Love uh, that. It was, it was useful feedback. And at the mm -hmm. same time, I could just sit there and just say, well, I guess I'm a failure if they say I'm a failure. Right. Oh, and, right. Uh, right. Yeah. And then yeah. yeah, to also continue to say, well, no crying over spilled milk. They've already closed <laughs> the door. Right. Mm. How do, what can I learn? How do I need to improve? Um, give yourself time to grieve. Yeah, absolutely. It was a yeah. great company. Yeah. I thought I wouldn't uh -huh. have to work for anybody else, but yeah, I think, those are the lessons is just to say, hey, look, you know, self-pity is not going to put money on the table anymore. It's not going to put food on the table. It's not going to pay your bills. So, um, yeah, it takes some time to mourn, but uh, you can't stay still. You have to keep <laughs> fighting and moving forward. Yeah. Right, right. You, you have some really great and interesting uh, passions. Mm -hmm. But tell us about the salsa dancing. How, <laughs> how did you get involved in that? And you seem from the picture to be really enjoying it. You, you're totally into it. How did oh, that come about? Man. Yeah, that <laughs> believe me, that was uh, a hobby I never would have expected for myself. And now it okay. seems my life. Um, right, the right, journey right. for that is, uh, yeah, freshman year of college, there was mm -hmm. a, a spring formal and they wanted us to learn how to salsa dance. And the lesson, right. Andy, was terrible. Um, <laughs> and, that, and that's a problem wow. because when you're a beginner, you don't realize that this lesson's terrible. You're okay. just like, I'm bad at this and right, I don't like right, it. Right. And I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass myself anymore. And, mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't until I got to pharmacy school where one of my other friends said, Hey, you got to give another shot, like, you know, get some real lessons. And so by the time I was at my third year in school, I said, yeah, my grades are pretty solidified. So let me, I can spend a little extra time when I'm sick of studying and trying to learn yeah, this. Yeah. And so eventually, yeah, I kind of got to a point where I enjoyed myself doing it. And then, <laughs> um, the funny thing was though, right, right. As I graduated, I moved back home to a city where there was no salsa dancing. And so mm -hmm. I went through this really bad cycle of rust and lack mm -hmm. of confidence, but I miss it. And 
uh, you know, I would travel to other cities for salsa dancing conventions. And I kid you not, Andy, there is one convention. I was just so intimidated by all the mm -hmm. dancers there. I danced with one girl the entire weekend. Like, oh my. I was just so, I just meant my, my mindset was just so, I just lacked so much confidence in myself. Okay. Right? Even though okay. I was a decent dancer, but again, right. It doesn't matter what your skill level is. If you don't have the mental yeah. aspect. Yeah. So, yeah. um, when I moved back to Houston, uh, 12 years ago, and then my, the initial round of people that I met all were into country dancing, but not salsa dancing, but it, I would still find my way out there every once in a while. And there would mm -hmm. be glimpses of like this really good dancer. And then <laughs> it wasn't until about eight years ago when, uh, uh -huh. I, I met some other international people. They said, Hey, there's a, there's a, a free salsa dancing event downtown. You should, you should join us. And I kid you not, Andy, it took one dance with a very, uh, skilled pretty blonde and i mm -hmm. just you know brought my a game and i'm just yeah. in the zone and i'm locked yeah. in just throwing every move i have on the table and uh afterwards she hugged me and i just said why did i avoid this for so long my 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 <laughs> and then um yeah wow. i just said okay i gotta make more time for this and um now yeah it's just something i make time for on a regular basis and I love yeah it. yeah great Thanks for sharing. That was fascinating. I, I really enjoyed that, Jerry. Mm -hmm. uh, you spoke strongly about the presence of mind and having the mental confidence. Uh, how do you transform this into your coaching, especially with the clients who would have had a similar past to yours with regards to the challenges, the culture, and the struggle within themselves? How do you transform that mental ability or, let's say, that forthright thinking uh, into them so that they become aware of what is possible rather than what is not possible. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of it is helping them become aware of what kind mm -hmm. of limiting beliefs that they're hanging on to. Right. Cause that's what right. happened to me. Uh -huh. Um, and, you know, when I have a client that tells me, yeah, you know, my, my parents told me I'm only worth as much as my paycheck and mm. you know, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, you have to listen, you have to bow down to whatever authority is, mm -hmm. is you know, uh, you're it's governing you no matter how unfair or, you know, how unjust they are. Yeah. Right? And you're supposed to keep your head down. And mm -hmm. even if they say racial things you don't like, or if they take credit for your work, you're just like, no, just be grateful for the job. And, mm. and you know, you have to ask them, well, you know, how's that working for you? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. I sense a lot of resentment when you say that, like what? And it's like, well, my parents said, you know, this, this is true. And that's all I've seen. And it's like, well, when you look at life through that lens, of course, that's all you're going to see. Right. Um, and so, yeah, the first thing is to ask, you know, uh, yeah, where did this come from? And, you know, how true is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is this helpful? And it's like, well, no. Right. Well, then, you know, how do you want to kind of rewire yourself so that yes. you have yes. a belief system that's actually going to help you, you know, have these conversations yeah, that yeah. you need to have. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing. Um, do you incorporate any sort of spirituality into your coaching process as well? Because I, I often see people needing a sort of balance, um, a holistic balance. You know, there's the emotional part. There's the physical part. Health is always something that we should strive for. Uh, there's the mental part and there's the emotional part, mm -hmm. but what about the spiritual aspect? Is that incorporated in any aspect of your coaching programs and so on? Great, great question. Um, I think it's, it's only 
used if with the permission of the client. Okay. Um, All right. Because yeah, yeah I, for people who are unaware of my story, yeah, I became a Christian in, in high school and, you know, mm-hmm. struggled with mm-hmm. my faith since then. And, uh, <laughs> wow. and you know, it yes. is because people yes. don't want to admit that there's doubts and there's struggles and you wonder, right? Right. But right. the idea is that, you know, I make it available for my clients if they mm-hmm. want it. If they want to incorporate things like meditation and yeah. you know breathing and silence. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but in a way that's gentle and client driven. Okay, great. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. So, what are three life hacks you would give yourself if you were younger? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if I could go back in time and. And tell my younger self to, uh-huh. you know, maybe make the path a little less bumpy. I would mm. say, interesting, um, yeah, yeah. I would say, hey, um, you know, don't blame your circumstances uh, mm-hmm. when you fail; it doesn't mm-hmm. help you. Uh, right. Number two, I would say, um, it's if you're secure, it's okay when people disagree with you, right? Um, and then third, I would tell my younger self to, you know. Um, travel the world like yeah embrace yeah. that because yes as a younger self like I, I took german in high school and i just okay. was like when am i ever going to use this and then <laughs> andy i've met so many cute german girls yeah. while i've been traveling yeah. Yeah. and i'm like i could just hear god telling me i tried you know right I tried right to right tell you, right right tried to help you yeah so wow okay great thanks for sharing uh we are we are currently in a sort of post COVID era, I, I would say, because of the fact that we are beginning to come out a whole lot more in terms of outdoor activities, and we are probably manage it, managing it a little better than we were a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to know, based on the information I'm seeing about you, how are these challenges uh, resonating with your clients in terms of the Asian American community? And, and when they come to you, is there, is there a special commitment that is required to deal with the, the post-COVID stress and all the, the different new norms that they would have to adjust to? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's definitely something you can't ignore, right? Right. Because the, on one hand, you have this idea of safety, right? Where uh-huh. it's like, okay, how do I protect myself and mm-hmm. how do I... Um, possibly deny myself for the safety of those who I care about. Right. And right. then you also have the racial aspect, right? Where mm. people are blaming yeah, Asians yeah. fairly or not about mm-hmm. spreading the, the, the coronavirus. The virus. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, we just, um, you know, we'll talk through some things, maybe say, Hey, you know, do you need phrasing? Do you need, you know, do you need some specific uh, phrases in order to, you know, be able to push back when people Mm -hmm. like give you disparaging remarks Mm -hmm. or is it, you know, how do you navigate relationships that are on edge because they think, well, if you're Asian, you know, like, okay, you you might carry the virus. So yes, uh, to be able to kind of, you know, help them provide a safe space for Mm -hmm. people to realize, Hey, you know, if you're honestly concerned about this, let's talk about it. Let's let's bring this out in the open so that there's not this hidden fear, right? Because, that the resentment is hidden until it until it's too late, right? Ah, uh, um, yeah. And yeah. so we can't, we don't ever want to get to that point. So the sooner we right. put it on the table, the sooner we can dissect it and and uh, you know learn from it and you know navigate the solution together. Great, thanks for sharing, Jerry. 
I want to go back to the, the the spiritual aspect of things a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you still into leading worship and so on? Yeah, I still uh, I still play guitar and sing songs to you know uh, to wow. help people just get in the right frame of mind <laughs> when it comes to spirituality. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. Sounds really good. Great. Uh, tell us, Jerry, what are some common mistakes that people normally make with conflict? And mm-hmm. how can you bring them to the point to recognize mm-hmm. pre, before, that is, how to avoid some of those uh, mistakes? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's uh, I'll give an example. Just to uh-huh. tell my failures, right? <laughs> to help me get to <laughs> learn from my failures, please. Okay, okay, uh, buddy. <laughs> no, so one, one example I have is um, mm-hmm. I had a pharmacist I was supervising a previous yeah. job where uh, she dispensed a medication under the wrong patient profile. So this oh. is a medication error. And yeah. so yeah. it was brought to my attention because I was the manager. Mm-hmm. And so um, she's, I don't mean to sound like I'm subtweeting or disparaging her, but she's, she's a very defensive person. She doesn't like, okay. you know, admitting that she makes mistakes and she doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, want to like, she doesn't want to take feedback like that. And so, oh, okay. um, and you know, the situation wasn't entirely hers, right? The technician mm-hmm. was the one who, you know, uh, t- typed it up under the wrong profile. And then, uh-huh. you know, my, like, I'll call her Sarah, Sarah didn't catch this. And so, you know. I, as a manager, I have to file at least an incident report. And it's not a write-up, but it is something I have to keep on file. Right. And right. so I, I, I sit them both down and I'm just like, hey, what happened? And, you know, Sarah's like, no, she, you know, Emily messed up. Emily messed up. It was her fault. And I'm just like, well, even if that's true, like true or false, it is your response, your responsibility as the pharmacist mm-hmm. on, you know, yeah. on duty to catch and right. fix any mistakes that yeah. Emily might make before they leave the pharmacy. Well, yeah, but, and I was like, okay, well. You know, and so the what the the story or the message I'm trying to get to is that conflict resolution is not meant to be t- like compliance or conformity to your mm. what you think is right because right I just kept twisting your arm and just saying hey you know like you got to take you got to own up to this you got to own up to this and what are you going to do differently well I guess I'll be a little more careful I'm like no like I I was like I I was just like no like unacceptable I need wow, wow, you know wow. I need I need a lot more specific measures that you're going to take to make sure this doesn't happen again. And, you know, after that, she's like, you know, she was just mad at me for like a month. Yeah. She'd be like, this wow. is my fault too. And it's like, oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, boy. Like, clearly yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a mistake. Um, mm. The second mistake that I see a lot of people make is rationalizing. Right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, hell, maybe it's not that big a deal. And, you know, and uh, you, you, they sit on it or they overcompensate, right? Because they're just afraid to bring this up. But now, yeah. right, if you overcompensate, now you're doing two jobs for the price of one. And right. then you're going to get burnt right. out, right? Because mm-hmm. you're just, like, too afraid to do that. So uh, that's the, that's usually the second uh, most common mistake. And then wow. third is interrupting, uh-huh. and oh. that never that never goes well when you're only listening to respond instead of listening to listen. So uh, I'd say those are three. Okay, great. Thanks for sharing. So Jerry, it has been a pleasure, and it was very informative just chatting with you. Uh, we have come to the middle of the show and we're going to go on a quick ad break and come right back. So stand by. We will be with you back in one minute, folks. Don't go anywhere. Quick ad break. Okay, great. Findradioguest.com The place to click to find guests to interview for free. And if you're a radio show booker, podcaster, talk show host, or television producer, 
then this is the place to get podcasts and radio interviews or promote your books and products as a guest expert sponsor. FindRadioGuest.com. Check it out. Hi, people. This is a special invitation for you to join our community. Yes, we're inviting you to join our community for 2022. What's in store? Well, what we want is your feedback on our content and our guests, but more so on what you need to be inspired and transformed from your current condition to one of happiness, health, and prosperity. So drop us a line and reach out. Help us to better help you achieve your goals. So, people, inbox me at www.facebook.com slash mddreamer slash. That's www.facebook.com slash mddreamer slash. Or send me an email at lovebitsa at gmail.com. That's lovebitsa at gmail.com. We love hearing from you as we build our partnership in growth and development. And we look forward to your communicating. Help us to help you to live a better life in personal growth and development from Andy's personal development. We love you. We look forward to hearing from you. See you soon. Bye for now. So we are live back in the breakout room with our guest, Jerry Fu, and he's been sharing some very fascinating and interesting information with us with regards to conflict resolution and dealing with challenges, with cultural challenges, as well as challenges and conflicts within. Um, you deal with a lot of leaders, Jerry, in, in terms of uh, your coaching and the other expertise that you share with them. What are some of the things that you see as challenges uh, on a regular basis that these leaders come to you with? What do you think is something that is pretty common among these leaders that come to you for your services? Yeah, yeah. I think the, the biggest thing is just um, when they have a difficult conversation ahead of them and yeah. they, they, are, they, they want help and guidance with mm -hmm. how to start it and maybe some key phrases on how to navigate the mm -hmm. pushback they're going to get. So here's the example I can share from a recent coaching call is sure. uh, a, a guy who has recently promoted into a new position has to supervise mm -hmm. a guy who's been there like 10 years. Okay. And this guy, we'll call him Tom. So Tom has been with the company for yeah, 10 years. He's very good technically, uh, but it's frustrated that he hasn't gotten a promotion. But mm -hmm. leadership has previously, previous managers have told him, hey, you know, this isn't just about technical skill, like your people skills need some work, but every time they try to give him feedback on what he needs to specifically improve on, he gets defensive. Ah, and so yeah. this new boss, right? My client is, mm -hmm. you know, he has to deal with this guy, with Tom and he's like, how do I talk to Tom? Because, you know, I've only been in this role for like three months. I have no credibility with him. You know, I don't know if he's going to take my feedback seriously. Right. And so to help him, you know, give them a couple of phrases to say, and just recognize, Hey, just because you don't have seniority, uh, you still have authority because you mm -hmm. know, you're in charge of his department and, yeah. you know, and you are, whether he likes it or not, you're in a position to help him 
because you're his boss, like ultimately your recommendation is, you know, is a key, like mm -hmm. uh, pivot point if uh, like other man upper management is going to take this guy's right, request right, seriously. And right. so to give him phrases like, hey, you know, do you believe I'm in a position to help you help you? And just to get Tom to say, well, yeah. And it's like, okay, are you willing to listen to feedback that you might not like in order right. to get to this point? Right. Well, of course, like this is I mean, clearly I haven't promoted me and I need to do something else. And it's like, okay, are you going to trust me enough to give you some feedback? And, you know, are you willing to just admit that if you, if you get defensive, that we're just going to stop the conversation because you're not willing to discuss the things that, you know, <laughs> that you really need to discuss yeah. in order right. to have this. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. And so you kind of, you kind of, you know, to help him establish some agreements and just to get the guy to kind of open up a little bit and realize, mm -hmm. okay, we are not on different sides, right? Mm -hmm. I am here to help you and in trying to help you, it's going to get a little uncomfortable. Right. And right. just to say, hey, look, as soon as you refuse my feedback, just understand I am no longer in a position to help you. Right. And so to give him a couple openers, right, to help set the stage properly uh, is what I do for my clients. Okay, great. Thanks for sharing, Jerry. Um, are you currently involved in any non-governmental organizations? Let's say those that do uh, community development work for young people, um, young teens and so on that are probably struggling, uh, maybe in their school area or sporting areas and so on. Are you involved in any of these at the moment? Uh, yeah, I help out. I'm a member of the Organization of Chinese Americans uh, mm -hmm. here in the Houston area, and I also uh -huh. mentor college students through my alma mater. Uh, and so it's it's always good to just learn from students at that age, just to see what kind of you know challenges they're dealing with and how right, they might right, give right. them a head start on their leadership journey. Okay, great, wonderful, good. Thanks for sharing. What does the future look like for you? Let's say uh, maybe short term, because <laughs> It seems as though the way things are moving, we can't plan too far ahead into the future. Mm -hmm. A lot of uncertainties. Mm -hmm. But still, um, you, you look like a pretty focused individual. <laughs> and I'm thinking there is some sort of plan, maybe if not for expansion, but for the opportunity to reach more people, to help more people. As far as Jerry Fu is concerned for the future, maybe next six months or so. Are there any in the works for you? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, some some great opportunities on the on the horizon. The two I'll right. specifically mention. One mm -hmm. is uh, I'm contributing to a, a chapter on conflict resolution to a leadership anthology yeah. uh, that great. should be published hopefully in the next two months or so. Mm -hmm. And then the other is that I'm designing a micro course on conflict resolution for a, a friend's platform called Blossom. And yeah. uh, it's similar to uh, the Udemy setup and other, you know, okay. other online courses and okay. stuff. And so the idea, right, like you said, to expand the reach to go beyond, you know, people that I meet face to face and to still have an impact that way. If it leads to more face to face interactions, great. Uh, mm -hmm. But if not, hey, just happy that I've found a, you know, a for an affordable way to bless your your path and, and, and way forward. Great. Thanks for sharing. What are some of your favorite challenges that you uh, personally have for yourself? Oh. And in terms of your personal achievement, mm -hmm. you know, it's like the coach needing the coach kind of thing, that kind of paradigm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How is yeah. that for you, Jerry? How is that for you? Oh, it's, it's humbling, right? We, okay. yeah. uh, we yeah. coaches don't want to admit that we need help, right? Yeah, like we, yeah. We know yeah. that we, it's, it's kind of a, 
hypocritical for a coach to be like, <laughs> oh, no, they're just there to rip you off. But, wow. you know, you should you should hire me. Right. Uh -huh. um, if I needed if I and I do have a coach uh, help around, um, you know, just fear of rejection. Right. Just mm -hmm, putting my story mm -hmm. out there. And just letting people, you know, decide for themselves. Hey, yeah, I want to work with Jerry, or hey, yeah. no, I don't want to work with Jerry, and to not right. be discouraged by that, right? Um, and then also, yeah, just to to not, you know, scrap my whole schedule because I'm procrastinating on the topics mm -hmm. that I'm that I'm struggling with when I'm mm -hmm. afraid of rejection. So that's where you know it's an ongoing thing, right? And uh, yeah. I'm happy to admit, hey, I still need a lot of help and polish in that area. Yeah, thanks for your honesty. Appreciate it, Jerry. Uh, in terms of mentors in your life, mm -hmm. do you have any particular person that you usually would knock on or call upon when you need to just, you know, get your head straight, think right, uh, make important decisions? You know, we all have this go-to person mm -hmm. that we consider as, a, as, as a mentor, so to speak. Is there that mm -hmm. person in your life? Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, you know, one of my favorite examples is the is the pharmacist who helped you know i patterned my leadership style okay. after okay. Uh, his name is michael negretti and yeah mm -hmm. i just when we first taught a leadership workshop together and i said wow you know he mm. he motivated me he listened to me he cared about my feedback how did he motivate me so well how, why was i so excited to you mm -hmm. know work so hard for him and yeah. i and i said wow you know he's well he's fun to learn from He's fun right. to be around. He, right. He's definitely a hard worker. He's always uh -huh. tinkering and creating and uh, trying to make things better. And then he invites me to collaborate to say, hey, Jerry, I worked on this a little bit. What do you think? Right. Okay. And so those five characteristics I've specifically tried to incorporate in my leadership. Okay. Uh, and it's, you know, it's it's what saved my career because, mm. you know, I, I finally yeah. saw, I finally experienced effective leadership in a way that, wow, makes me really want to work hard. And it's like, okay, how can I kind of put my own spin on this as I internalize these characteristics and then, you know, mm -hmm. bless other people with that. So, okay. yeah, he's definitely a fun person to, to be a sounding board and bounce ideas on. <laughs> Very great. Great, great. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. uh, Jerry, what is your your big why what is the thing that really fulfills you the most the thing that you are most passionate about it is what makes you get up in the morning mm -hmm. and basically keeps you going throughout the day what is the big why for you mm. yeah <laughs> uh it's just looking forward to meaningful work with meaningful mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. um and i say that because uh, at one of my previous jobs um, you know, it was a great work team. Yeah. Uh, we just got stuff done. We problem solved for each other. The, it was flexible scheduling mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. uh, and the work was very, so it wasn't just monotonous and, 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 you know, just like just counting pills or something like that. And so, yeah, yeah between a multicultural work team that got things done and flexible hours. I mean, I missed that job, honestly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. kind of thing now that I, you know, since that's hard to find in pharmacy, that's why I had to create this for myself with coaching. And so if I yeah. wake up every morning excited mm -hmm. for the clients that I have to work with, knowing that I'm going to help transform their uh, leadership and career journeys and being able to, you know, invest in activities and people off the clock that, you know, are, you know, that, you know, make me feel alive, like salsa dancing or visiting, right, right, you know, right. other countries yeah. and seeing yeah. their history and immersing myself in the cultures. Uh, not just for my, not just to take in for myself, but to mm -hmm. really uh, just engage in a way that helps people, 
yeah, again, just be their be their whole selves. I think uh-huh. uh, that's that's the why. Right. Great. Great. Thanks for sharing, Jerry. Thanks for sharing. Um, you said that your clients would experience three benefits, mm-hmm. and I just want to read them out for you so that you can uh, give us your take and share some details. Number one, clarity in next steps to take. Mm-hmm. Number two, confidence to take them. Mm-hmm. And three, closure after overcoming the difficulty. Just expound on, on that for us a bit, please. Sure, sure. So I'll give uh, another example. So one of mm-hmm. my client's challenges um, was uh, at one point he was uh, he saw a girl that he liked, wanted to ask out, right? Uh-huh. And she gave him his her number and uh-huh. uh, he tried calling her and, you know, it just pretty much was unresponsive. And wow. the funny thing is, well, because he got confused. He's like, why would she give me her number and not <laughs> and and then, ignore yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. it turns out after doing some social media research, turns out she already had a boyfriend, but I guess she was just, you know, either, you know, too scared to tell him or mm-hmm. just didn't want to let him down. And so he confronted yeah. her, right? Uh-huh. Or he asked, he comes to me and he's like, how do I, how do I deal with this situation? And so it's like, so, First, you need a plan, right? Because if you don't have an idea of uh, like a lighted stairway to get from A to B, you know, let's give you some, let's give you some openers. Let's, 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 you know, let's help you get some specific steps so that there's no confusion in in, like, how do I get there? Um, The second, the, but the just having a plan in place, right? Unless you execute the plan, right? Like you can have a a cooking recipe, but if you never actually use the recipe to cook food, like that's still not ideal, right? So exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, so how can we build you up? so that uh, we can frame the situation in such a way where you're, even if it doesn't go quite how you want it, like you're still learning, you're still growing, and this is mm-hmm. an opportunity for growth instead of mm-hmm. trying to feel like you have to get this perfect, right? And then, yeah, closure. Um, I mean, the, the call he gave me afterward, Andy, after he mm-hmm. sorted things out with this girl, and he mm-hmm. was just so happy and relieved. Like he was <laughs> sad that obviously she was technically off the table, but right. he was just relieved that he just said, you know, I'm so glad I got that off my chest. And that ah, can, yes. know, that's not sitting on, that's not sitting on my mind anymore. And I can actually move on to other things. So, All right. Yeah. Great, great, great. Um, Jerry, we have a, we have a lot of challenges in the world today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have racial inequality. We have gender disparity. We have a whole lot of people who are struggling with, uh, jobs that they need but they can't find or they can't get Mm -hmm. Uh, people are struggling as a result of what's happening in ukraine Uh, the economy seems to be tanking going south rather than you know (laughs) in that direction Um, but there are so many challenges that we have and some people are really being hit hard because of the covid scenario and you know other other factors other ecosystemical factors that are impacting upon their lives. If you had the opportunity to speak to the entire world, just imagine you had that megaphone and over 8 billion people is listening to Jerry Fu. And what you're going to say to them is going to inspire them to seek transformation so that they don't focus so much on all those negative things that are happening, but that they see a light, even if it's at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them, Jerry? Oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> I would, uh, I've, you know, being coaches, right? We like to ask questions and, yes. you know, we, we yeah. would ask, I would ask them, how can you love your neighbor like yourself? 
Mm, wow. Amazing. I love that. I love that. That's a transformational question. And it leaves one to think, yeah, really, I mean, how? Because I think so many times we are just caught up in ourselves and we are thinking about me, 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 when there are so many people in the world that we could come together with and collectively find solutions that would help everybody. So I think that's powerful. And, and you led me in that direction. So thanks. Thanks for the concept, Jerry. I appreciate it. So I'm just going to have a little fun with you. Sure. Hope you don't mind. Not at all. I usually ask three questions of my guests coming to the end, and then we're going to have you share some of your handles and how people can make contact with you, get your services, your expertise and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, a two-choice question, one or the other. And when you make the choice, you're going to tell me why you made the choice. Okay? So okay. here we go. Question number one. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be ham and cheese or peanut butter and jelly? Peanut butter and jelly. Why? Uh, I don't like processed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I usually get that kind of response. <laughs> yeah. Great. So here's the next thing. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be baseball or football? Like soccer football or American no, football? No, no, no. American football, NFL. Oh, oh no, I, I'd have to pick football. Yeah. Ah, why? Um, I, I'll, I'll say it this way. Uh, baseball is mm-hmm. slow and inefficient and boring, and that's why it's America's pastime. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is America's favorite pastime. Okay, so, but what about the football, the NFL stuff that fascinates you? Um, I think just the, the strategy and the athleticism is, is definitely something uh, okay. that's, that's fun to watch. And, okay. and, then, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of controversy about football and, you know, yeah. like concussions and things like that and, you know, weight gain and stuff. But uh-huh. I think, yeah, just seeing people, you know, coordinate as a team in, in real time and at a, at a very fast pace is always mm-hmm. something that's going to be fascinating to, okay. to people, including myself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for participating, Jerry. Finally, finally, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? <sighs> wow. <laughs> You know, um, tough call, but I'm mm. I'm gonna go with Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, I, I grew up watching him, and uh-huh. uh, no doubt LeBron has has had his career, but mm-hmm. I think Michael got there first, so okay. he's still the benchmark. Yeah. <laughs> All right, very interesting. Thanks for sharing, and thanks for uh, being a willing participator in my little friendship there. So we are listening to Jerry Fu live in the breakout room and we're going to give him some time now to share with us his social media handles and how you can make contact with him to get his expertise his knowledge his experience and his information that can help us to deal with conflicts and our inner struggles so jerry all to you sure you can connect with me on linkedin uh feel free to look for jerry e foo uh, or uh, all the good stuff happens at my website, which is www.adaptingleaders.com. Uh, there you can download a free guide on the framework that Andy mentioned earlier for five, a framework for five steps toward handling difficult conversations. You can schedule a complimentary 30-minute coaching call or check out the free blog where I summarize interesting leadership books and offer other life hacks. And I, I highlight podcasts that also are worth uh, your time to check out. Okay, great. 
Great, wonderful. Thanks for sharing, Jerry. We really appreciate you coming on and making the show special. This episode today, live in the breakout room on Andy's personal development. Remember the three watchwords, people. We work together to bring to you health, happiness, and prosperity. So until next time, this is Andy and our guest, Jerry Fu, saying so long. Remember to stay safe, stay blessed, avoid the conflicts, and observe the right kind of mindset that would bring about resolutions because we seek peace in the world today. So until then, Godspeed, Shalom, Namaste. Bye for now. See you next time, people.